Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. Empowers and directs a set of Amalekites to go and attack David's camp in Ziglag when David and his men were not there. David and his men had gone to join the Philistines in an oncoming battle with Israel because David had run away. David was so discouraged. It's, it's happened to me, so I don't, I don't blame David. All these years, I've been waiting for the glory of God. There have been times, I've, I've encouraged myself in the Lord, of course, but there have been times I was like, I said, will this thing ever happen? I'm being honest with you. Then God will encourage me. All these years, Lord, you know, we thought it was going to be 1980. We thought it was 1990s. We thought 2000 will come. You know, 2010, nothing has happened. Now here, 2023, here we are. You know, the Bible says David said in his heart, he said, one day, Saul will find me and he will kill me. Let me just forget all this king something. So he ran to the land of the Philistines. And that's how he came to a place called Ziglag. So he was working with the Philistines, you know, and attacking. He would go. He didn't attack the Israeli army. He, he was very wise. He would go and kill other people, but he would kill everybody. So they wouldn't be able to say he killed them, you know. And so that, the, the, the king there, Gera, or whatever his name was, thought that he was, he was going to be his servant for life. As the time approached that David was going to be anointed king, Satan saw the signs. So you know what he did? He got this group of Amalekites and they attacked Ziglag while David and his men were, you know, uh, marching with the Philistines to go to fight with Israel. When they got there, the kings, the lords of the Philistines saw David and his men who had, they were like mercenaries under the king Gera who was you know, the, 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 the king in where he gave uh, Ziglag, where Ziglag was, was in the land of the Philistines. So when they saw David, they now told him, I said, no, 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 don't let this man go with us. Isn't he, isn't he the one that killed Goliath? The only way he's going to reconcile himself with Saul is if he kills some of us. He will not go with us in battle. It was God moving. So that you will not, David was not allowed by the Philist, lords of the Philistines to join the Philistines in the oncoming battle with Israel. So they now sent David back and said, no, no, you can't fight with us. You know, Gareth, you know the, the king said, look, you know, I, I know you've been faithful to me, you know, but the Lord of Philistines have insisted. So you, you go, 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 go back home. So it was while they were there, Satan organized for this group of Amalekites to go and attack the women and the children. First Samuel, who is still on my side? I didn't hear you. I know you are here, but are you on my side? I didn't ask if you were here. I asked if you were on my side. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. God gave prophets, sons of Issachar, who had, I have understanding of the time. I, yet not I, but the grace of God, which is me. And what Israel ought to do, that's what I'm telling you now. We are at that time of Ziglag now. Because the anointing, the spirit without measure is about to be poured out on the church. 
and he's doing a last ditch effort right now to either distract you, discourage, or if possible, cut you off, make you think, oh, and, and, and drop the ambition. You know, it happens to a lot of Christians. They, they determine to do something. God. Then when there's tribulation, I say it's too hard. Let me just, I'm not, I'm not doing that again. Like I said earlier in the, in, the, in, the, in the message this morning, don't disturb the devil. The devil won't disturb you. When, when, once you make up your mind, oh, it's too hard. You know, I don't. And then you just find that all the, all the opposition just stops because you compromised. So, chapter 30. And uh, because of time, we're just going to look at verse 6. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yeah, we're going to look at verse 6, maybe 7 and 8. Those three verses, because I've given you the background story. So what happened was this. Yes. Then, you know, uh, uh, the Bible says that David and the people were here, you know, they came to the city, and behold, verse 3, it was burned with fire. This is what the Amalekites did. And they took their wives, Abigail and the other lady, you know, and their sons and their daughters, and all, you know, he had about well, he had a group of about 600 men with him. So the Amalekites carried away all the wives. Can you imagine? And all the children. They were, so, they were so distraught because they didn't know whether they had killed them or not. The Bible says, and verse 4, Then David, I didn't hear you, and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no power, more power to it. They, they, they were, because these Amalekites are horrible guys. They're, they've been troubling Israel right from the time of Moses. They're ruthless. They're, they, 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 they just kill. So the assumption was all the children were dead. All their wives were dead. That was why they were so distressed. Verse 5. And David's two wives were taken captives. Ahionoam, the Jezreelites, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal. And David was greatly distressed. Everyone said greatly distressed. I know exactly what this is. Because... I've been through my own difficulties too. I know what it means to be great. He wasn't just distressed. He was greatly distressed because of this onslaught, this satanic attack, you know, that he had come under. If somebody could have just told David, said, don't worry, you're only two weeks away from the crown. But he couldn't see it then. As we will see as we go on. And David was greatly distressed. I didn't hear you. For the people spake of stoning him. They blamed David. His men, his 600 men that were behind him, who their own wives too and their own children. They were, you know, they, they, they weren't born again in those days. You know, you know, when things go wrong, you always look for a scapegoat. Say, you know, it's you who's leading us. Say, God called you. Look, look at all the problems all of us are having. Uh, our wives and our children are now in trouble. So they wanted to stone him. But they didn't. Because of soul... The Bible explains it. Because the soul of all the people, I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. Was grieved. Every man for his sons and daughters. It's understandable. They didn't stone him. They, you know, it's just the emotional. It was, see, I'll tell you something. Satan is a terrible person. I'm telling you. Most Christians don't know how bad the devil is. That's why they play with him. Look at this fellow. He was the one that caused the problem. 
He was the one that sent the Amalekites. He was the one that caused that he is the same one that's now working on the emotions of the people to stone David. He always does that too. He works on both sides. Satan will make you do something. He will put a thought in your mind. He will put a feeling in your body. He will arrange a circumstance for you to do something bad. When you do bad, the same Satan who made you do it will now raise people to persecute you, to condemn you. The same Satan will condemn you and say, look at you. You call yourself a Christian. How could you have done such a thing? You know, the better, you better just kill yourself now. Your life is over. He's the same person. He's the one that makes you do it, and then he's the one who condemns you when you do it. That's why none of us should join him. Don't be an accuser of the brethren. Be a reliever of the brethren. When the brethren, when people, and people do things that are wrong, under pressure because of the devil and all that, you know what you should do for them? Don't join Satan's voice in condemning them. Don't do that. You're, you're not supposed to be an accuser of the brethren. You're supposed, you don't have the, 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 the ministry of condemnation. You have the ministry of reconciliation. What you should do to your brethren when, when they do that, say, God will have mercy, he will help you. Like Nathan. Like Nathan said to David, what you did is bad. But God's going to have a, oh yeah, let's pray. Lord, you know, Father, I, I remit his sins. I ask life for him. You should be an encourager of the brethren, not a condemner of the brethren. When they sin. It's, very, it's a very important point. So David encouraged himself in the Lord. The Bible says, you know, verse 7. Uh, end of verse 6. No, go back to verse 6. Yes. But David... He, you know, David understood because he was more spiritual than all the people. So he understood. So he encouraged. He was distressed. But he chose to encourage himself in the Lord. He's God. Next verse. Then he did something that we must all learn to do in time of much tribulation. He inquired of God. He went into prayer to find out what he should do. The Bible says... Is any, in, in the book of James, say, count it all joy. When you find diverse temptations and trials, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Let patience have a perfect work, you know, that you may be perfect, entire, wanting nothing. Next verse says, and if any man lack wisdom, wisdom about the tribulation, wisdom about the trial, he said, let him ask of God, who giveth unto all men liberally, and he will not find fault. God won't say, it's your fault that this problem is happening. I'm not going to give you wisdom. He'll give you the wisdom to get out of it. So that's what David did. He called Abiathar. This was in the Old Testament. You know, in the New Testament now we have the Holy Spirit and we have the Word of God. But in those days, what they had was the effort. So he brought the effort in verse 8. So David inquired of the Lord. He said, shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? God gave you an immediate answer. Everyone say, pursue, overtake, recover all. Now, I want heaven to hear it. Pursue, overtake, recover all. No matter what you're facing now, counterattack. Say, pursue, overtake, recover all. And that's exactly what David did. And David went ahead, and we, we know the story because of time. I'm not going to go into all of that. He goes, he pursues them. He gets to where they are. He gets an Egyptian 
that there's a lot of typology there. If you read our books, it's all there in all of our books. You know, um, you can get all the details in some of our books. But he finally he gets all the wives. They didn't. God, you see, God always is a merciful God. As crazy as those Amalekites were, God's hand was there. They took the women, but they had not yet touched any of them. They hadn't killed any woman. They hadn't raped any woman. They had not killed any child. Even in the midst of your problem, God is still protecting you. You know, when mommy was reading, uh, praying from Psalm 23 for Brother Tuamishi and Sister Buki this morning, you know, and she got to that place and says, Though I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Watch this. God did not promise that you will not walk in the valley of the shadow of death. God didn't promise that you won't have problems. But he said, I'm going to be with you. For thy rod and thy staff, they will comfort me. Watch this. Thou will make me a table in the presence of my enemies. He did not say the enemies will not be there. But he said, in the middle of it, in the presence of the enemy, in the presence of the Amalekites, in the presence of the kidnapping of the wives and the children, God made a table and he was able to inquire. Am I talking to anybody here? You have to have a positive mentality when you are facing much tribulation. Especially, and sometimes it will be life-threatening. This one was life-threatening. They didn't know whether the children were alive or the wives, the women were alive or not. The people were about to stone and kill David. No, it was Satan's plan. But God stopped it. When you're in a difficult situation, I'm going to give you detailed instruction in a few minutes. You know, when you're in a difficult situation, you have to know how to operate spiritually. Don't operate on emotion. Feeling sorry for yourself and emotion many times will kill you. That's exactly what Satan, if David had not encouraged himself in the Lord, if you're not inquiring and they just sat and they just stoned him, killed him, and that would have been the end of everything. But God had given him a word that you're going to be king. 13 years before, a prophetic word from Samuel. It hadn't happened yet, but David encouraged himself in the Lord. The God who watches over his word to perform it. The God who is not a man that he should lie. Now the son of man that should repent. If he said it's going to happen. Whether these women have been kidnapped or not. Whether this children have been kidnapped. He will help me. You, you and I must be like that. And you know what happened? He recovers. He, he recovers all the children. And the, his wives. They get back. They bring them all back. You know after recovering. He gets back to Ziglag. Uh, he's in Ziklag for two days. This is Second Samuel. Everybody, quickly, Second Samuel chapter. First Samuel chapter thirty-one tells us that in that battle David came back from, Saul, Jonathan, and all his sons are killed by the Philistines. David doesn't know. While they were being killed, was the same time David was chasing the Amalekites. See how God moves. When you think you know God was solving one problem. While another problem was being solved. But David didn't know. He didn't know. So he now gets back to Ziglag. It's one of my favorite places in the Bible. 
Everybody knows Pastor Olubi and Ziglag. The, the, you know, and then, so chapter 31, Saul and his sons die. Second Samuel chapter 2, verse 1, verses 1 and 2. I'll just, I'll, I'll, in fact, yes, I'll just read verse 1 and then I'm going to jump. It says, now it came to pass. I didn't hear you. Let heaven hear you. That David... Uh, where is... No, no, no. You're in chapter 2. We're in chapter 1. What's wrong with this guy upstairs? Pray for them. Second Samuel chapter 1, verse 1. He has jumped to chapter 2. I've not asked you to go to chapter 2 yet. We're in chapter 1 first. Say, now it came to pass. Say it so heaven can hear you. After the death of Saul... Uh, it's not in the Bible, but I'm going to put it there. In bracket, don't your neighbor say, and David did not know. Saul was already dead. David didn't know. Sometimes God has already solved your problem. But he hasn't shown you yet. And you are still worrying about the problem that has been solved. When David was returned from the slaughter of the Amalekites. And he had about two days. Though Saul had been dead. Two days in Ziklag. Verse 2. It came even to pass. Everybody read it after me. These are deep prophetic scriptures. It came even to pass that on the it was the third day that David now got to know that Saul was dead. When did Jesus perform the first miracle? On the third day. It was a third day. It was a third day. It was a third day. It's a very prophetic statement. It's all over the Bible. David didn't know. See, Jesus too hadn't started his miracles. But the third day after John the Baptist called him, said this is, you know, behold the Lamb of God. It was the third day that they went to the uh, wedding in Cana of Galilee. That that anointing that had been on him was activated. The same thing with David here. Even though the historical accounts are different, but the underlying prophetic truth is the same. Third day. So, this person, because of time, yeah, the, this um, Amalekite comes and he tells, Hey, Saul is dead and all of that. He thinks David is going to be happy and reward him. <laughs> and David was very... David, David just, you know, he, he began to cry because he loved Jonathan and everything. You know, and even Saul... You know, they were all friends before. You see, you must see beyond human beings. Your, the human being is not your enemy. Saul was not really David's enemy. The enemy was Satan operating through Saul. Okay? Now, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Still have a lot of ground to cover. So he, he said, how did you know? He said, oh, you know, I saw him. I took his crown from him. I killed him. David said, uh-uh. <laughs> he said, your, your, your mouth... Your mouth is big. You, you use your own mouth. You, you, you kill the anointed of the Lord. And now he said, fall on him. <laughs> they, he killed the Amalekites. 
Then David and his men, and it was not show. It was from the heart. They tore their clothes and they wept. And then he gave that psalm. Oh, how are the mighty fallen. You know, and all of that. So, now, jump to chapter 2, verse 1. As they pursue, recover, overtake, recover all. Uh -huh. It came to pass. See, after all of this, we're talking about days. Third day, you know, everything from the time the Amalekites attacked and he went something. We're not looking, we're looking at a period of not more than one, one or two weeks. I don't even think it's up to two weeks. See, God has already solved your problem and you're still worrying. At the time the Amalekites were attacking the, his, his wives, their wives and their children and burning the city, it was probably just 10 days after that that he was going to be anointed king. If the devil, if somebody had told uh, no, uh, look at what's happening. You know, sometimes the hour, the darkest hour is just before dawn. The great, the, his breakthrough to become king, which he had been waiting for 13 years, was going to come to pass. And then Satan launches this master attack. Much tribulation. And it came to pass. After this, that David inquired of the Lord, saying, he's been in Ziglag all this time. Saul is dead now. So, the thing that made him run to Ziglag is dead. So, but he's not presumptuous. He says, shall I go up to any of the cities of Judah? And the Lord said unto him, go up. And David said, whither shall I go up? And he said unto Hebron. I'm going to stop there of this David typology. And so it is at Hebron that he's now anointed king. The same thing with us. This manifestation, the spirit without measure, is just around the corner. This coming feast of tabernacles we're looking at. But at this time, there is a lot of, I can say that for myself personally, my wife and I, you know, there's a lot of satanic is because he can see what's coming. That is the reason for the much tribulation. The closer you are to entering the kingdom, the more increase of the tribulation to try and stop you from entering. Don't be discouraged. Now, what do you do? I'm going to give you six scriptures. We're going to go through them very, very quickly. What, during much tribulation, what do you do? Romans 12, 12. Back to the New Testament now. This is to us now. When you are facing, and you will face it. If you are going to the kingdom, he is going to throw spanners in the works. He is going to throw every, like they said, the politicians say, the kitchen sink. He will throw everything in his arsenal to discourage you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources 
including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you and God bless you.